Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Jesus got up and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Crowds gathered around him again, and as he usually did, he taught them. Some Pharisees came to test him and asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He replied, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and sent her away. But Jesus told them, He wrote this command for you because of your hard hearts. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. In the house his disciples asked him about this again. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. If she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Some people began bringing little children to Jesus so that he would touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I tell you, whoever will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the little children in his arms, laid his hands on them, and he blessed them. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, one man ran up to him and knelt in front of him. He asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, Teacher, I have kept all these since I was a child. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said, One thing you lack. Go sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he looked sad and went away grieving, because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus told them again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in their riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to one another, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For people it is impossible, but not for God, because all things are possible for God. Peter began to say, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I tell you. There is no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who now at this time will fail to receive one hundred times as much, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the coming age, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. They were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was leading them. The disciples were amazed, and the others who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again, and began to tell them what was going to happen to him. Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the experts in the law. They will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. 
James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached him and said, Teacher, we wish that you would do for us whatever we ask. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Promise that we may sit, one at your right and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I am going to drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am going to be baptized with? We can, they replied. Jesus told them, You will drink the cup that I am going to drink, and be baptized with the baptism that I am going to be baptized with, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to give. Rather, those places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard this, they were angry with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But that is not the way it is to be among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you will be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, a blind man, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road begging. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many told him to be quiet, but he kept shouting all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying, Cheer up, get up, he is calling you. He tossed aside his outer garment, jumped up, and went to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man replied, Rabboni, I want to see again. Jesus told him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and began following Jesus on the road. This is the word of our God. The overarching theme for the Gospel of Mark talks about the way of the cross in following Jesus as as Mark recounts for us the events. And basically, in narrative format, he provides a sprint to the cross with Jesus having his eyes focused on the cross even as he is present in the preaching of the word and as the kingdom comes through the preaching of the gospel. And this chapter is no different. It advances and we're we're approaching the final year, the final month really of Jesus' ministry. And we are reminded here, especially in this section, that the way of the cross, that is following Jesus as one who takes up our cross daily and follows him, that the way of the cross does not evade the obligations um, and the, the responsibilities that God has put into our lives. The way of the cross does not take the easy road out when it comes to temptation. The way of the cross does not squander the blessings that God has given to us. And so with all of those, um, talking, about, talking about our obligations, our responsibilities, talking about our blessings, talking about the temptations that we face in these different avenues of life, especially as regards to our different vocations in life, um, in this chapter, in particular, Jesus teaches a bit on the topics of marriage and children and property. You see that um, the blessings that God gives through through marriage and the blessings of, of children and the blessing that God commits into our hand in the form of property or other tangible wealth, um, those are things that that faith meets and deals with in faith manages well as blessings to the glory of God, not as selfishly as the rich young men and our hearts want to do. Because isn't that the truth? 
that at every at every junction, even as our heart at the same time wants to honor God, wants to use his blessings wisely, wants to avoid temptation and carry out our responsibilities well, wants to find joy in the vocations that Jesus has given to us, at the same time our heart also turns away, turns aside and says, but this would be the easier way. And that sounds like a lot of work, but here is something that is different. And what if we just did this? And by the way, I can even, I can even hide my, my actual motive of greed under the auspices and under the appearance of, um, of status or of just planning for the future because that's what everybody does. And when it comes to temptation, especially when we get to the the topics that Jesus addresses here in Mark chapter 10 of marriage and children and property or other material wealth. When it comes to these topics, the major, um, the major temptations in all of these areas is that, you know, the kind of the grass is greener syndrome, basically the same temptation that Satan gave to Adam and Eve, that God is holding out on you, but here is an easier option and it is a better option and it will turn out better for you because all of these temptations temptations to shirk our responsibility, temptation to chase after wealth, they all make promises that God makes, except they can't follow through and they won't follow through. Money makes the promises that God makes of peace, security, and well-being, of, uh, of hope for the future, but it doesn't follow through because money cannot give us eternal life, and it vanishes with moth and rust destroying. It vanishes with a dip in the stock market and the 401k or 403b. And the temptations in, um, in when it comes to children, <laughs> the temptation to not follow through and give the attention to the children when they need it and to care for them as they need it, it doesn't turn out well. I mean, that sometimes that's that's just you know wanting a few moments and maybe it's laziness or maybe it's just being tired. <laughs> but all of the above, the temptation is to say, well, that's not my responsibility right now. And as Christians... We can support one another and reach out and say, hey, do you, want, do you need some help with this? But also, the parent needs to recognize, well, there's a time and a place for everything. And if, if now isn't the time, then it's okay. Um, but the bottom line is that these children, um, they live day, day to day, and the days add up quickly. And I suppose the same is true for marriage, that marriage is a day-to-day event. And it is new every morning um, with new opportunities, but those days add up. And the question, do we take up the cross and follow Jesus in regard to these avenues, these vocations of life? Or are we tempted and led astray to the easy path of, um, of not right now, and I'll do it later, and... Um, and having actual motives that we try to cloak in good-looking motives. Dear friend, let us repent of that. This Jesus goes to Jerusalem for us. He carries that sin too. He carries yours and mine of our failings and shortfallings, of our lack of motivation and wrong motive. Jesus carries all of it for you. And he says, you know, along with us sitting there almost next to blind Bartimaeus, um, Jesus says, come follow me. You have eyes. You see what Jesus has promised. You see what Jesus has unmasked about our sinful flesh. But most of all, you see the grace 
that he has won for you at the cross. So let's follow him. Thanks for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Uh, Be sure to tune in this coming Saturday. We have part one of our interview with Karen Fisher from Christian Family Solutions, or also known as WLCFS, Wisconsin Lutheran Child and Family Services. God bless your day.